0: This podcast is brought to you by Trend. Trend is a micro-influencer marketing platform that helps connect brands with influencers. Learn more, join our network, or start an influencer campaign at trend.io. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the DTC pod. I'm your host, Jay, here with Ramon, and we're joined by a special guest, Clark Nowlin, who is the founder of Golden Ratio. Clark, thanks for joining us. We're excited to hear about Your story, more about Golden Ratio, and yeah, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell people a little bit more about you and Golden Ratio. Thanks, y'all. It's a
1: a fun thing to be here. Thanks for having me on a Thursday morning. We're all in Austin this morning, right? Yeah. (laughs) That's fun. My name is Clark Nallen. I live in Austin, Texas, and I discovered and created a new type of coffee called Gold Coffee, Gold Brew, if you will that is golden color it's five times less acidic than regular coffee and it's really smooth in its flavor really kind of tastes like tea so it's just a a whole new way to brew and I launched the company about 30 days ago so we just had our first month in market and I am a musician I used to uh,
0: pay the bills touring in bands and yeah like to like to laugh a lot that's awesome that's awesome well Thanks for joining us over here. Ramon had mentioned to me, and I think this is the really interesting thing that a lot of viewers and listeners are going to be really interested about is the fact that you had a 10K day on your first day launching your product. So I would love if you could uh, talk about your 10K day on your first or your product launch day and kind of like a breakdown of how it happened. Let's just jump into it.
1: Sweet, man. Yeah. So we uh, launched... Our, our product on June 30th. Today, we're recording this is uh, July 30th, 2020, and it was a really fun day. I was thinking a couple days prior. This is my, my first company to found in this way. I've I've made money lucrative ways in the past, kind of like working for myself and like subcontracting work subcontracting workout out. Um, it was like you know really like kind of small business stuff. Like I had a podcast production company when I was in college that um paid the bills but this is like my first like okay this is a real business like i like raise money i'm like putting everything into this i'm working on this for a year the big reveal the moment uh, which you know fortunately resulted in you know 10k plus in sales (laughs) but the uh how we got it we spent a decent amount of money i mean not like crazy amounts um I actually not even ten thousand dollars worth, but uh, several thousand dollars on Facebook ads leading up to the launch to start getting some early learnings on what is going to convert from a a creative copy, like audience standpoint um, on Facebook ads. And so, um, it's been doing testing for I think like forty-five days leading up to launch. And with that, we figured out what copy is going to get leads at a better price than others, and where does this really resonate. And with that, we had a, an email list of a couple thousand people. Um, so when we launched, that was, you know, really helpful to, you know, not launch uh, in silence. You know, like the whole, like, you know, if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's around it, does it even make a sound. I don't know. I wasn't there, but fortunately, in our case, uh, you know that didn't happen because we at least have had a you know a couple thousand people who had um, put their email address in, and you know standard conversion rate it was like you know five percent of them actually ended up buying. But you know it wasn't nothing. So We had a couple thousand people on there, as well as um, friends and family um, really stepped up, and it's a really cool thing. I mean, if if somebody's ever launched something, and he's listening to this, you'll understand the the truth that nobody wakes up and thinks about you actually everybody just wakes up and thinks about themselves and so you know people are quick to like toss a like or whatever and be like oh yeah go for it dog like you're killing it but like i was just being goofy on my instagram because we like launched our instagram a couple weeks prior and like that's already gotten like way more followers than like my personal one and like I, which is great because i'm not trying to like build my personal following with with the company but i was laughing because we just crossed this milestone like he was like we passed like 2500 followers or something and i like t- tweeted out out or you know posted on my personal instagram i was like yo, all like this is amazing we did this but like i checked and we have like 150 mutual followers so basically like, 150 people who like follow me also follow the company and like my stories average like 300 viewers and it's like where are y'all the other half like what what are y'all doing just like watching like what wh- <laughs> are y'all not like my friends like why do you keep following like i'm doing this thing like this is like the moment if you're ever gonna like you know support like the time is now and you know it, it, but that's actually like. My music career was a really uh, grateful thing I learned that, you know, as much as people like love you and they do want to like, you know, be there for you, um, they actually just don't because, you know, they just have their own thing on their mind. And so, you know, like I released an album when I was 19 and I think like, you know, I'd written like fifty personalized emails, to like people I meant a lot to me, and like wrote it to them, like mentors, friends, family, friends, and like fifteen people bought. And I was like, "Are you kidding me? Like this is like a big deal." And like very little people came to care about it. And then I like I remember distinctly crying in my dorm room the next day because I got one sale the second day after launch of my like album, and it was from my grandma. And I was like, man, like I put so much work into this and like no one really like cared. And I just didn't realize that like, you know, like getting like 10K in a day or getting traction is actually the result of like a lot of preparation and a lot of work. It's not something that's just going to fly in your mouth. Like One of my favorite quotes is you have to stand by the river a long time before a roast duck will fly into your mouth. And I think when I was 19, you know, I just was kind of standing by the river and was expecting this roast duck to fly into my mouth. And then just kind of like the further, like in my career I've gotten and the more things I've created and put out in the world, the more I've kind of realized like, oh, if you want to like, you know, break 10K in sales, you need to really do a lot of preparation, get people opted in on the front end, like tell your friends, like this is the moment. And so we did. And, you know, CNN wrote about us the day we launched. That was also really nice for getting some some traffic. Um, As you all know, press is like, you know, incredibly validating and exciting but you know it doesn't like directly drive sales all the time like in as big of a way as you would think but you know that actually was pretty meaningful for us as well as you know kind of the indirect splash that created within like my own network so like holy shit like clark this business and this is like a real thing like cnn just covered it like okay maybe i will buy it now so it was like the launch day was probably like a 25% people I knew, friends and family showing up and like 75% strangers over the internet, which I was actually really happy about because at the end of the day, like building a D2C company, like if all your friends and family support you, you have like two percent of the people you need supporting you to like actually make your business like successful, because like our yeah. thing like won't survive by like tens of people giving us thousands of dollars. Like our thing survives and thrives when thousands of people that we don't know they like give us tens of dollars you know on a regular basis. And so
2: preparation. So you
1: mentioned the word preparation
2: from ideation to launch. When did you first get the idea for Golden Ratio?
1: Yeah, good question. So I was a touring musician and I. Going town to town, started to get really bad stomach issues drinking coffee on the road. It would just be basically like Starbucks or 7-Eleven or some gas stations just like every day just stopping maybe multiple times a day and getting the, the caffeine boost. And I just got wrecked. Like my stomach would hurt really bad and I get anxiety, and jitters. This is like five years ago, five, six years ago. And so actually I got to stop drinking coffee altogether because it, it, the acidity of it just like really destroyed me. And I kind of eased back into drinking coffee because I love drinking coffee, but it was like only with kind of like lower acid coffees could I hang. And then I discovered this new kind of coffee that was popping up in the Pacific Northwest, which is something that's getting traction up there. And it's a coffee that is way less acidic. And I was like, huh, like. I want to check this out, and like I'd never heard of it in Austin, and and it's actually like a pretty you know small thing. It's bigger up there, but it's really just a thing there. So I flew up there and played dumb, and all the coffee shops that sold it, and I was like, "What is this new kind of coffee?" Like I like regular coffee. I'm like why would I drink this? And then they'd tell me all the reasons why, and say, "Oh my gosh, well, like it's so smooth in its flavor. Like you know it collaborates incredibly well. Like if you make a dirty chai with it, it's like the smoothest dirty chai I've ever had. Or like oh, it's so much easier in your stomach because it's less acidic." Or Oh, the caffeine is like really strong. I love the jolt. And so basically I took those learnings and then, and realized this was not a, like, this should be a thing everywhere. And the only reason it's not that I concluded was that nobody had actually just created a great brand around it. Nobody had built a, a, an effective business model to distribute it and actually gone to the marketplace and just recommended that you drink it because it's dope. Like there just was kind of like this faceless little like sleeping category of this like new kind of coffee that i decided like or i just kind of realized like oh my gosh like this is going to be a big thing just like cold brew was within coffee like this whole like low to no roast coffee is kind of how i um, view it is like a subcategory is going to be a multi-billion dollar category within coffee in the next 10 years and like we have the opportunity today to like kind of captain that for our industry and so that's when we then i hired a coffee roasting expert here in austin who's the former chief operating officer of a uh, company called cuvee coffee they're like a boutique coffee roaster um, incredible company and they him and i invented the gold roast together and then that has started to take on a life of its own and like i say like i like to say like with being a founder and i'm currently ceo too so i really have two jobs but the founder role is really defined like that's what like the definition of it it's like i find things and I, i make find The past tense definition like I go from find to found and that's what found founders do founders find and so I found the product up there and then I was like oh man this is like is incredible we need to like create amazing branding and so then like I found a great branding agency to partner with and like kind of like help them like buy into the vision of like where this could go and like you know how significant it could be for our industry and then I went and found a team and then like recruited the team to like make this thing come to life um, and then I found my you know bank account going to zero because you know I'm in my 20s and I <laughs> was self financing all this stuff. So then I found some money and you know we went and you know raised money, which we actually just, yesterday actually just finally got the final wires in and we, we closed around what we set out for, which is super dope. That's kind of like the job. is just like of a founder is just to constantly go and go out and find. So you said that from the
2: idea five years. Didn't you get FOMO in that process of like, oh man, like somebody is gonna you know make the golden ratio recipe. No, I mean, five years ago,
1: like, I think I was, I was really confused. Or did you decide did? to go
2: into a business
1: like not five years ago? Like, did you just start, you know,
2: Yeah, messing so, like, around with
1: it? I didn't, you know, pull the trigger on like taking the leap or whatever entrepreneurially until yeah. I found something that was worth doing it for. Because it's such a significant thing to start a business. Like you were just like, you're inviting this like new thing into your life that is gonna like kick and scream and keep you up all night and I mean it's very analogous to like having a baby in some regards like everybody like thinks it's super cute and they want to hold it and they want to take a picture with it but like they don't want to <laughs> change its diapers and like the thing needs its diapers <laughs> yeah. changed you know like it's really like as cute as it is it's also like the biggest pain in the butt of all time um, and so i realized that and so i wasn't light in how i decided and what to you know, create because i just knew it was going to be very personally significant and costly um, and so once i discovered this new kind of copy and Seattle, that then it kind of scratched itches that I had. And it was like, man, like this is a larger problem. Like 230 million people drink coffee every day in the United States. Like this is like, there's a huge category. Like, well, this will absolutely work. Um, that's when I decided to really chase it. But it wasn't until like I had
0: seen enough kind of things that like made it feel right on like the diligent side before I did it. Yeah. So I have a two part question for you kind of on that a little bit. So you talked about like your whole planning process did you, I guess the first part of the question is, did you have any experience in the beverage industry before doing this? And like, do you think, you know, after after doing this and going through this launch, do you think having industry experience is a prerequisite or can you lean on other people for that? Great question.
1: So I am like, somebody told me I'm the, the most like second time founder first time founder somebody's ever met in CPG and I kind of pick up on what they're saying and I don't know if like, I totally agree with that because I've definitely had my like er- moments of extreme error of like a first time founder but the uh, I think what this person's picking up on is I interned at a, a CPG accelerator. Uh, last year. And so I got to go through this accelerator. It's called SKU here in Austin, SKU, great accelerator. Like if you're thinking about um, creating a CPG business, like definitely check them out and, and apply. It was invaluable to me to get to go through that kind of as a fly on the wall. Like I didn't like get access to the same resources they did, but it, it was really kind of like a, a nice like MBA and CPG, if you will. And then from there I went um, and, and helped uh, do partnerships at a CPG trade association in Austin called Naturally Austin, which is part of a a a, a natural foods national network. And the Naturally Network is one in Boulder, one in San Francisco, one in Chicago, uh, one just popped up in San Diego, I think. So I did partnerships for them. So both of those things really um, kind of supercharged my network, which then was able, uh, that gave me the opportunity to you know, meet a bunch of people who've done it before, and kind of ask for their advice. And so that's been like a really fortunate thing for me. Like I, I have like a really through that like a really amazing network of CPG people who have done it before that I am very shameless in asking for help from. So like on like two days ago, I went on a walk with Wes Hurt from the founder of Clean Cause. Like they're like at like eighty employees now, I think. I mean, they're doing tens of millions a year in revenue. Um, and like when I was in San Diego for our last Copac round is where Copacker is, like I saw like clean cause billboards like all down the 405. And so like his business has like gone really well. Um and they've got a huge, amazing mission. But like I'm fortunate being in Austin because Austin's just such a good place for like networking and CPG in particular and making new things that um it's kind of helped uh, get past a lot of like first-time founder woes. So I definitely wouldn't say I'm without them. Like there's been some pretty royal mess ups to date that I've made that haven't killed us and we've fortunately survived from but I don't think you have to have founding experience or even like working on a CPG company experience. Cause I, I'd been recruited a couple of times to go work at other CPG companies and I really thought about it, but I was like, you know what, like all my heroes in CPG didn't have jobs in cpg they just did it and like you know same yeah. thing i got like an offer to like somebody like offered like give me an mba like full ride and i was like man like that's like really amazing like how can i turn that down and i was like no like the two most risk-averse people on the planet are fortune 500 ceos and first-year mbas because they're like they can't mess it up and like if i like sign up for this like you know mba even though it's free and i use this as an excuse to like delay getting in the arena I'll probably just never get in the arena because I'll just keep like living in this like gathering more information phase. And I just like hit a point where I, once I found this copy, it was like, all right, this is the thing. I can take the leap on it. And I don't have experience, but like, great. None of my heroes do either. So let's just roll.
2: So on a personal note, I actually, when I was in college, I had about 16 credits left after like four years to, to graduate college. And I kind of <laughs> panicked. And I said, man, if I just graduate from a marketing degree, I'm just going to get a job in a, like running a social media account or something. And I don't want to do that. And I know that if I do get the, the degree, I'm going to, I'm just going to stay there. So I purposely dropped out. <laughs> so
1: I wouldn't have to figure <laughs> it out. It. And thankfully we kind of did. No, man, commitment is so, it's absolutely required. Like I was told by a lot of founders that, and I kind of like, I don't know. I don't have that much hubris. Like, I'm not somebody who's like, you have to be all in brother. Like, I think like Gary Vaynerchuk is like, you know, the dark Lord. Like, I I don't suggest anybody go listen to that guy for anything. It's like really just like bad fake news information that like we should like abstain ourselves in society from because like people are just so obsessed with like white knuckling and grinding. And I'm like, that's not what the purpose of life is. Like entrepreneurship and like work is like something to fuel like a beautiful life, not the other way around. But with that, the commitment piece we were talking about, of like burning the bridges and like, you know what? I'm not going to finish my degree. Like for me, it was like, you know what? I am going to drain my savings. I am going to drain my 401k. Like I am going to go all in on this and put myself in a corner, which is like very scary personally, but then at the same time, extremely liberating because like you don't have other choices. You're like, I'm just doing this. So like I've like got off all the advisory boards I was on, like I was helping other people out with stuff. And I ultimately now I'm just doing golden ratio and it's so much better that way to have that like all. In- so I know Jay has a few questions. I'm going to ask uh, one more
2: and pass it over to Jay. But so how do you suggest to someone that is perhaps thinking about launching their brand, getting the right mentor- mentorship and approaching the right people to create that first connection with the deal advisor or mentor?
1: Yeah, great question. So the first thing is just to know what you want, because if you know what you want and then you are aligned in that enthusiasm is the language of the universe so like if you're really enthusiastic about something and you approach somebody speaking a different language y'all couldn't even communicate but you had this like just genuine authentic oozing enthusiasm they could pick up on that and it would like light their brain up too like they would get excited and so there's some universal mediums of human interaction that are really, like, paramount to understand subconsciously what's going on when you, like, are engaging mentors or whatever. And so for me, like, the secret sauce has always been just, like, get extremely aligned, like, in my soul with, like, who I am and where I'm going and what I believe. And then whenever I engage with people, all of a sudden it – they're much more inclined to help because the reality is people are store like starved for some life and creativity. Like most of life is pretty mundane. And so if you like put yourself in the shoes of like somebody you'd like to be mentored by, like they're just constantly hit up for things. Like they're just like, everybody wants money from them. Everybody wants their time. And like, it's kind of like transactional. Like there's not much like meaning and life givingness there. And then if you like meet somebody who's like very like passionate and hungry and you can like give a hand up to like, those are the moments you live for it's like there's value in helping people love to help other people but like it's just hard to kind of like decipher like who those people are that should be helped and so if you show up with somebody that you'd like to be mentored by and you're just insanely aligned and real and like what you need and what you want then like people's like guards drop significantly like all of a sudden they'll give you all the time in the world and like just the rolodex i have today frankly is one that like i'm like Man, I never thought I'd have a Role this fat by the time I was like twenty-eight years old. And it's not because like I'm anything special, but it's just because I've like so fiercely committed to like this scene and this game that like the other people who I looked up in it prior now like we kind of view each other as peers almost it's like oh like you're another person who like gets it who's like, been in the trenches has been alone has like done everything to, like be fully committed and like it just kind of like happened as a byproduct so that's kind of my advice with like mentorship it's just like know what you want and then chase it and like the bright people will show up who we
0: are supposed to all right i got a couple a uh, couple of questions over here for you so one of the things is i kind of noticed on your product website is you have like a couple products on there um and don't just have like a huge, vast, like array of a ton of products. Do you think having like a smaller product line has been beneficial for your success? Kind of staying focused in a couple areas?
1: Go to titosvodka.com. It's gonna ask you to say you're 21 years old. How many products
0: do they sell? One. Really? Tito's the huge vodka brand? They don't have multiple products? Well, they got some shirts and stuff like that, but in terms of the drinks, just one. Tito's Vodka
1: is the most valuable CBG company, probably in the state of Texas, maybe like for sure in Austin, multi-billion dollar company that has one product. They have never changed it. They've never even added a flavor. And so I think there's a lot higher chance of success when that's your strategy. Versus having twenty different products, and so when it comes to us, I definitely struggle with this. I mean, I'm somebody who has a lot of ideas and and prone to like keep chasing them, and at a rate that like none of them actually ever get completed. So like, I have people on my team who are like the complete opposite personality style to like make sure we actually like finish the things we start and help like decipher which things we should maintain. But um, yeah, I, I think you know for us, my aha, this was a couple months ago. It was actually back in January. Um, before I'd raise money, like the 401k had gone to zero, I mean, like very, like in a corner kind of moment. Um, we had d- this decided on this format we have, which is like tea bags, cause you can make it hot, you can make it cold. You know, it's better than a K cup. You can travel with it and require equipment. There's just a lot of things about it that we you know, thought it was the right format. I had drinks with, the the former founder and CEO of Chameleon Cold Brew um, here in Austin. And so I had a lot of questions for him. I was really excited to finally get to meet him because, you know, I'm launching this coffee company. Like he had just sold a coffee company for lots of money to Nestle. And like, you know, it's a hard game to, to, to win and he and he won. And so we're hanging out and they had launched some cold brew pods. And our format is one that you can make cold brew super easy, drop it in water, let it sleep while you sleep, wake up, woo, you turn water into gold. So it's really a simple process and they have a similar product and so i was like man i want to talk to him about what they learned from that like because i'm I'm definitely going to like lean heavy into that format I think it could be a really like one we could win at well and he basically enlightened me that his company chameleon he's no longer with them after the exit but um like whenever he was with them their cold brew line and like every other cold brew line of like a diy cold brew that's dry and people make it home I had like floundered miserably. Like, like nobody had made a dollar in it yet. It was like an extremely competitive, like customers basically didn't buy it. And I'm like, well, shoot, I'm glad I just like, you know, took my 401k to zero, like going all in on this like DIY cold brew. And it was like, gonna, you know, checked all the boxes internally of what's going to matter. And then I was like, just rolling around on the floor, like a couple of days, just like, got kicked in the shorts. Like, what do I do? Like this is awful. Like I just put everything into this. Like do I like not launch the business now? Like it's like inevitably gonna not work. But like I've also like told totally, it was just really painful. And then I realized like, wait a second, like that's not how we're different. It's like cold brew and I'd called like, a couple meetings, like kind of like emergency meetings with my team to like get like perspective to kind of like figure out what we do. Basically learning that our whole like business plan was obsolete and stillborn. And we realized that our core differentiator is actually that we're gold. Like, that's, the, that's what we're different. We invented that. We own that positioning in the marketplace. And so now we've kind of transcended just, like, one specific, like, method of making it into a much larger and more fun place to play, which is, hey, you can make it hot. You can make it cold. All we say is that you make it gold. Start your day the golden way. Gold brew for a bold you. You know, there's, like, so many fun things that come with our, our branding in, in the category. Like that's really like where we need to double down and focus. So when it comes to our products, everything has to check those boxes. Like if it doesn't like align with like we are gold, then we're not going to do it. And that's you know why the company's named Golden Ratio. Like a lot of our stuff is just hammering down gold everywhere we can because that is our core differentiator. And so if like you know Tito's is a, a analogous with you know kind of like great vodka at a good price, or I think the other way around, good product, good vodka at a great price. Like I want Golden Ratio to be analogous with category leaders in gold coffee. Like I want us to be the best Loda No Roast coffee on the planet. So that's kind of my thought on new products and stuff. So
0: thanks for sharing. I think I've got maybe like one more question over here. I know we've been going for a little while on this. I guess my final wrap up question is like what's next for golden ratio? Yeah, great question,
1: man. So we are, you know, 30 days in. It's been frankly overwhelming. I did not anticipate the level of support, you know, like the 10K in sales day one. Like, although like I you know, definitely like, wanted that and was like thought we'd probably do it based on the prep work like it was definitely not entitled to it so that was very grateful and we've since done you know other tens of thousands of dollars in sales <laughs> and so that's uh that's nice you know first first uh month in market um you know forbes wrote on us and cnn and I don't know, it's been like really like kind of like a, a personal like phenomenon like you know to be eight months ago by myself in my kitchen like working on this thing and like now it's like whoa like it's out in the world people like finally get it and so and what we're looking at next, so this winter we might have some, you know, seasonal type releases, I don't know. We also have, uh, we've done some, like, testing in in coffee shops with, like, our whole beans. Um, that, that is something that's really sold in Seattle, and that's how they are drinking this low-roast coffee. Um, they don't have, like, a single-serve format like we do. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to be playing there some, and we've done keg formulations, and we had like, a bunch of yeses at local companies to provide kegs of our gold brew on tap which is super exciting. Um, And then COVID hit and like basically all those plans went out the window. So we have a lot of really exciting stuff as far as like, you know, be considered kind of news of like, you know, exciting things we're up to that is just, you know, kind of on pause a lot of the stuff just because COVID. And so really what's next for us is spreading the golden gospel as far as we can because, you know, we've gotten, you know, broke a thousand customers already, which is exciting, but there's like 230 million people in the United States who drink coffee every day. So like really like I'm trying to keep our focus around like, let's just like double down on our messaging and like remember that like we are still like an absolute nobody and 0.001% of like the people that could like have like could be potential customers who love us and decide to, you know, ditch the old and switch to gold when it comes to their coffee don't know about us yet. So we have a lot of work to be done. You have to wait by the river a long time before a roast duck will fly into your mouth. And like, if we want to build like, you know, a company that really matters and really like channels this positive message that we want around people starting their day the golden way like we really just need to get our butts like back to work on just like doing the same thing we've been doing. Cause the reality is like, there's just people haven't heard of this yet. It's a new thing. And so really appreciate you guys you know, having me on the show. You know, help spread the word about what we're doing. Cause it's, um, you know, super fun to share like the, the founder story and like, you know, I really love business and, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts kind of like this myself, but then separately to, you know, help kind of spread the golden gospel and, and tell people there's a, there's a new brew in town. That's kind Shared of share the golden light. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, this is really helpful
2: information for 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 our audience. You know, uh, here at Trend, we we have you know this goes out to 300 or more uh, brands. Uh, we're already working with over 200, uh, with about 200 brands, and you know goes out to a ton of creators in our network. And we work with a broad range of brands that are just getting launched, that are that are already talking with us because they're planning their launch. Uh, we also talk with brands. Uh, work with brands that are really established so these principles to work for you know a, a brand at at any level so you know super stoked to have you here and and open up and, and share the golden light with the audience thank you man
1: well uh y'all are trendy i'll say that <laughs> But yeah, anything I can do to help you all, you know, I'm in your corner, Ramon, we've had enough like small world moments, like with our co-packer in San Diego and just mutual friends. But like, yo, you ever heard of this company, Trendio? Like they're like super incredible. And like, if I'm in the room, I'm like, no, dude, that company's fake news. Like, you know, delete, delete, delete. No, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no y'all. like what y'all built is, is, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm so inspired by like, y'all getting out here in your twenties too. It's like, that's uh, exciting. Absolutely, man. So, hey, where can people, you
2: know, stay golden? Where can people learn more about uh, Golden
1: Ratio and Clark Nowlin himself? Drinkgoldenratio.com. Drinkgoldenratio.com. That is where you can get the golden goods. And if you enter the discount code TREND, T-R-E-N-D, give yourself a nice little discount anybody's listening to the show wants to try turning water into gold and so um yeah so so you can check out um gold ratio drink gold ratio on instagram um we got a facebook page so check us out there and then if uh you care to follow me personally instagram at clarkin c-l-a-r-k-i-n is my uh instagram handle and um yeah i'm excited to keep uh starting our day the golden way and finding uh, the future members of the gold brew crew we're gonna flip coffee on its head and create the, the future of coffee so
0: awesome well thanks clark again for joining us we really appreciate having you on you shared a lot of great insights with our audience and everyone that's listening thank you again for listening to the dtc pod and we'll see you guys next time